0: This This is The Industry. Industry. A show built by the working working class for the working class.
1: If you have a job, this is the podcast for you. Here is your host, Levi Jett.
0: Welcome back to the industry. I'm Levi Jett, joined again by Carlos Correa. How are you feeling this week, buddy? Um I'm feeling better. Good feeling better. I was worried about you last week.
1: It was it wasn't my weekend, that's for sure. Wasn't it your
0: weekend? Okay. <laughs> <No>. okay. <laughs> you sound like you were sick and like lost your car and got money stolen from you and Like, I mean, just, just in your voice, like it sounds like it was a bad weekend.
1: It was man. I was, I was pretty down. I, uh, I don't get sick often. And when I do, I guess I'm the biggest baby ever. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm not not the biggest fan of it, but Hey, I'm here. I'm alive. I'm well. That's,
0: That's good. That's good. Um, So, yeah, last week we, uh, so I did it solo. Um, how'd that go? And, uh, you know, I mean, talked about, uh, all those tornadoes, man, tornado outbreaks from what, two weeks ago now. Um, so I was actually driving back from Kansas to Indy and instead of taking 70 straight across, I jumped up from Kansas city and hit, um, us 36 and I 72 and took that over into, uh, Springfield, um, which put me at like the, kind of like the lower threshold for where like the most severe storms was going to be. So like I drove through like the Southern extent of that. Um, and so, I mean, it was a pretty crazy trip, man. Like I've done a lot of like amateur storm chasing in my day. Um, but that was probably the craziest stuff that I've driven through before. Um, I, it, it cause <clears throat> you've made the trip, many times too from you know central Kansas um, to go back home and you know that's a horrible horrible trip it's long it's boring mm-hmm. um, but so cause I was in Hutchinson and it was like ten and a half hours back home Ooh. yeah um, <laughs> and then I ended up let me think it ended up being 12 and a half hours just for me stopping different places and, you know, trying to check out some storms, but no, nah, man, I got caught in a hailstorm. Um, yeah, like that was, that was pretty crazy. Um, then let's see, uh, pulled off the road a couple of times to check out some, cause so on 72, like I, I had, I would have a storm just to the North of the interstate and just to the South. And it was like, they were both moving East Northeast and they were almost both always under tornado warnings. So pretty much the entire time I was on, when I crossed Missouri into Illinois, the rest of my trip, I was in tornado warnings the entire time. And so it was really cool. Cause I could, you know, get a pretty co- pretty good view of both storms looking left or right on the interstate. Um, but yeah, man. Thought, uh, thought the old um, the old caliber truck was gonna flip over on me, man. The um, winds were that strong, huh? So I'm sure you remember, but like during the day, even before the storms came in, the the prevailing winds from the south were some of the strongest that I've ever remember seeing before. Like it was just you know um, unrelenting wind blowing all that moisture in, and but when you got close to one of these storms, you'd have these wind shifts where, you know, cause there's a lot of shear going on. And, um, so I was driving down the interstate. I was in the, the slow lane, um, uh, merged into the fast lane. The same time I did, it was pouring rain. Like it was ponding. The wind pushed me straight over from the left to the right lane, man. I mean like without, not me guiding it, you know, not me just straight, quick, quick. I mean, that was scary. Um, but no, crazy, crazy trip. And, uh, that's, that's what I talked about last week, man. And talked about just the importance of being, you know, if you're a snow or landscape contractor, you know, getting out to your sites, um, the day after, severe storm outbreaks to make sure there's no damages, uh, to make sure that, you know, your, your people made it through. Um, cause the last thing about the tornadoes and I'll shut up about it, but you know, getting home that night in Franklin, we had a tornado pass probably just a couple miles north of town. Um, that that storm had, you know, like it spawned, um, an EF three in Western Indiana um spawned a couple of ef2s through like south central um the tornado that hit close to here was an ef3 and so and and that that storm happened at it was like 12 30 almost one o'clock man um in the morning yeah like it was insane so those storms those
1: those are the scariest to me because
0: you can't say anything
1: you you can't see when you hear the alarm it's because it's right here you know it's like it's right here at one o'clock in the morning I mean I'm not ready to do anything besides you know sleep so
0: well so like me and Morgan are standing outside like out, you know out in the backyard watching like because right behind us just you know all Western sky like there's no houses nothing and um, watching it come in and you can just see in like in the distance man transformers blowing and um again like the winds were still going crazy the lightning was crazy and then we got the you know news on the TV in the living room of course we keep, we'd be outside for like 2 or 3 minutes and come inside for a minute or two to see what they're saying and um they said there was a tornado on the ground in Bargersville Indiana which is about 10 minutes just due west of here wow. and um so then we we go back outside you know looking and um and then all of a sudden, like he started hearing like this really weird noise. Um, and cause Morgan's like, what's that sound? And then, you know, I tried listening for it and I go, well, I said, you know, I've, I've always talked or I I've always heard that when tornadoes approach, they say it sounds like a freight train. And I go, what's that sound like to you? And she said, it sounds like a train. <laughs> And I was like, okay. I was like, let's go inside. So, um, yeah, no, just, just as creepy. Cause I, I remember like, uh, well, no, like two weeks ago, the episode we did, we were talking about that big storm that, um, that went through, uh, Mississippi and, and you mentioned, you know, like the noise that had to have happened with that. Oh, yeah. And, you know, again, I mean, nothing, um, nothing like that. Thank God, you know, came through this area, but, Still, I mean, we weren't that far away from where that tornado was likely crossing and um, moving at an east northeast direction. Um, but yeah, no, just just the winds that we heard. I mean, just that sound was just again just didn't you kind of get kind of left like a pit in your stomach, you know? Just oh, yeah. not a good feeling, not a good feeling at all.
1: Oh man, it wasn't it wasn't up here. I mean, it was just as crazy. It was like every time. Even this week, like... I was going to say, yeah. This week. Yeah. Um, man, like, it was Tornado Watch, you know? Like, hey, it's po- it's a possibility. And, you're, mm-hmm. you know, every time the sky gets dark, you're looking around, you're like, all right, you know, <laughs> this is going to happen today? Or... Yeah. But no, man, it's it's been pretty crazy. But I was telling my girlfriend, I'm like, man, like, that's the that's just, it's, it's the perfect time. I mean, we're still Mm -hmm. in like a cold weather. We have the, you know, the warm winds coming in and you know, they cross each other and Hey man, that's, that's just nature. And that's what happens unfortunately, but it's time. I mean, it only makes it is
0: It is prime severe weather time, um, all around the country. And we've got another really, you know, rest of April and majority of may, um, until things start to calm down a little bit in June. Yeah.
1: Well, we're still getting, like, there's still, I think, what was it, uh, last week? Somewhere, they got snow somewhere up north. I'm
0: oh, thinking. yeah. No. The, the, um, so there's
1: It's still, like, it's still, I mean, this winter, week. This week. <laughs> this week, uh, right?
0: Yeah, no, the, the, the severe weather that came toward you um, prompted like, blizzard warnings in the Dakotas and northern Minnesota. Yeah. So, yeah, no, there. <laughs> Still getting it, man. I mean, you know, around here, you know, we're celebrating April 1st as being the last day of the contract for, for, for a lot of contracts out there. Yeah. Um, and kind of the, the unofficial end of winter um, for a lot of places. Now, you know, I'm, I'm sure because Chicago, I mean, you guys have had, you know, plenty of snowstorms after April 1st, probably. Uh, yeah. um, in your history. But... You know, just looking at how this this winter has been really strange, really warm, um, and you knew that you probably wouldn't have, you know, a, a, a crazy rogue late season storm into April.
1: I'm, I was kind of happy with the winter that we had just because I'm not really involved me and you in both anymore. Um, but if I was still plowing, man, I, <laughs> I mean, I was still sad. Don't get me wrong. I was sad that I wasn't out there, but. I was kind of happy that I didn't miss anything crazy. <laughs>
0: yeah, shoot. I, I was happy. It was easy, man. I mean, um, it, I mean, it makes four cause shoot last, last few winters, especially when you're working somewhere where you're, you know, watching snow over, you know, 10, 20 States. Um, when that's a bad winter, you know, you really feel it. And, this winter i feel like i was finally able to kind of catch my breath um gave me opportunity to to work with you know my team at caliber and, and and get things set up the right way for landscape season um and you know so going into to land season it feels easy like like this has been the easiest transition uh between snow and land man i've i've ever had like it's i can see it yeah yeah i mean before it, i mean we're I mean, you
1: and me both, we were the same place and it was just, mm-hmm. we were never home and never really able to get mm-hmm. ready for landscape season. Cause it was like, you were gone and then you're back and then, Hey, guess what? It's landscape, you know, you got to switch yeah. over, but then you got a storm coming in somewhere else and you're like, Oh, yeah. I can't, you know, like, how do you yep. do both?
0: No. And you know, I, I was just kind of thinking about it today. Like the, the kind of feeling of like elation you have when the snow season's over, Mm-hmm um and it's just kind of like a again it, it's a exhale moment but it's also sometimes kind of hard to for me to mentally get back into landscape just because it's like you know you you want like a a period of weather that's just nothing you know no, i mean nothing it's at like all that. you know just just for a couple of weeks to um totally shut down and wind down but you know that's not really how it goes and i guess that's probably what vacations are for it's
1: like a roller coaster man that's what winter reminds me of like a roller coaster or oh, yeah. it, that's that's how it was before you know never being home always just on the go and 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 just being ready for whatever
0: so all right so uh, usually before we do these podcasts uh we hop on and have kind of like a pre-production meeting. And most of the time throughout the week, we're, you know, thinking about ideas of what the next episode should be about. Um, but sometimes, you know, we would kind of decide the day of. And uh, so we were talking and, you know, Carlos brought the idea of, hey, you know, how about let's talk about management companies because that's not really an episode that um, we've done so far, especially me and Carlos, but in the in, in the show's history we've not really talked too much about management companies. So uh that's gonna be kind of the theme of the day around here. So Carlos, I'll let you kind of I don't know, guide us in here because, you know, like you're you're out of the that part of the industry now, right? You're working for yep. just a, you know, a provider, um, you know, whereas I am still a member of that industry. Um, so I've got to, you know, kind of watch.
1: No, and we're not here you to know. bash anyone or, or say anything yeah, bad about anything. It could be. I mean, it, it could be. It's just, <laughs> it, I mean, it's not like we're going to sit here and lie and, and say stuff that aren't true, but it's just – something i mean i don't know like when i was i remember when i was younger and i was interested in going commercial um i didn't know much about the commercial side of landscape but um i was always interested until i got introduced to management companies i don't know how new the idea of a management company like, for landscape, it, it, like, how new it is in the landscape industry. But for me, it was a new thing. I had never heard of it until, you know, we started working together. Um, and then that's when I, when I found out what management companies were and and what they did. And, you know, for me, the idea was interesting um, that a large company would get contracts for, like, a large retail store large uh realty or whatever you call those companies that own the properties and it was um because I, I would always question like how do you you know how do you get these contracts Who do you talk to like who i want to a walmart who do i talk to you know i didn't know you talked to management companies until we started working together so it was it was a new thing for me but i don't know man it's for a small guy the concept of a management company is nice when you think about it but when you work with them it's like oh you know like I don't think this is the relationship I was looking
0: for you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean but like so what do you think that is I mean like so because it's kind of like a Dr. Jekyll Mr. Hyde sort of situation because it can be for the customer as well you know because if if you're being pitched the idea of a management company, it's usually something like, all right, you're going to have, you know, one point of contact, um, to oversee, you know, however many stores, uh, you have in your purview. Um, you know, we're going to take care of all of these services. Um, and, and you know, we can also help facilitate any other needs you might have, you know, kind of a one-stop shop, one point of contact. Um, you know, and again, with, with the, uh, with the payment structure too, you know, with the finance side of it, you know, is, is instead of having to, you know, pay out 200 individual providers, you're paying out one company, um, which has to be less work. So, oh, 100%. but then, you know, you see, I mean, you know, like on the, on the bad side of things, which is, you know, where we see it more from a field perspective or, even a provider perspective because um, I'm sure you drive past facilities all the time that you know are owned by a management company of some sort mm-hmm. that are just, I mean, they're, they're awful looking. A hundred percent.
1: And I mean, for the other end, which is the provider. end, um, like I said, there it's, it's kind of a positive working with a management company. Cause once again, you're not working with, different managers or different, you know, uh, property owners. It's, you know, it's one, one, uh, contact you're working with, which is, which is nice, but the problem is the pricing, man. Um, some of these management companies, it's numbers they want to hit, it's percentages they need to hit. And sometimes they're selling the work for cents, you know? and the provider on the provider end it's like man you know like how can i make money from you know that price or is a contract that's all included which is mulching and and all like the maintenance and mowing and everything where you're like damn you know like i can't make any money off this like you know and that that's why like that and that is the result of properties looking you know like they're like they're run down pretty much
0: yeah. I mean, you gotta pay people. Um, they, they've mm-hmm. gotta be able to, to make enough money to stay on the site long enough to get that work done. Um, and I mean, I assume there's, uh,
1: management companies that pay well. Cause I mean, you have places like Starbucks that are always looking like tens, you know, like mm-hmm. always clean, mm-hmm. beautiful landscape. I mean, I don't know if it's if if they're doing it or if it's whoever they have a leasing contract with of the location, but it's their locations are always pretty nice. Yeah.
0: Now, I I will say, you know, um, uh, you know, working for Caliber, um, I, I will say that I'm not sure if the if it's just that the prices are better. I, I think it's more geared toward, you know, the the, the principles we have when we're looking for customers. Like it has to make sense for both sides. Mm. Um, you know, we, we we're not going to put ourselves in a situation where, you know, we're going to be hamstringed um, and trying to find providers to jump at, you know, this, this low contract. Um, it, it just, you know, we, we have to, we got to be able to make money off of it And our providers have to be able to make um, a, you know, functioning, you know, livable wage off of what we're paying to. That's nice, man. I mean, it's, so it's,
1: other other companies, they're just, hey, this is the number we got to hit. Let's just go out there and, and get work to hit that number.
0: It's incredible how easy it makes it. Because from an operations perspective, yeah, it's night and day. I mean, because it's nothing to pick up the phone and find a provider. Not saying that everyone you know is saying yes, of course they're not. But still, you know like i it's it seems um relatively effortless to find a provider that fits into a you know fair margin um and then those providers also tend to do good work as well because they're being paid fairly and then because you don't have to micromanage and babysit, um, grown ass adults with their grown ass companies, Mm -hmm. then you can actually spend more time on focusing on, okay, you know, how do we really want things to run? Um, you know, what do we need to do as, you know, operations team members to, um, you know, set these providers up for success and to make sure that, you know, they're aware of the scope, but also our expectations and, and, and everything else. And now you have time to do that. And now if you're able to tie all that together, I mean, you have a pretty good situation and at that point it becomes relatively easy to manage too.
1: Yeah. And I mean, anyone out there that, that works for management companies, no one on the other side wants to babysit you. They, no one, I mean that person your point of contact, they don't, they don't care what you're up to they they just want to know it's done and i mean from where i used to work like i hated calling guys like not because i didn't want to talk to them but because like Mm -hmm. i didn't want to go through the whole like hey why aren't you doing your job type Mm -hmm. you know deal and i I, you know i like i i knew why i mean i i I, you (laughs) know i I, I, i'm i I used to you know i'm a provider i know why but you know like it's like come on like we both you know agreed to a price like let's just get the work done yeah. and i i could see where i mean with you guys it, you guys don't have to deal with it and you it does make your job easier man like when a provider's happy and doing their job and doing it well i mean you don't even have to check you know their logs like every you know go in the pictures and, and make sure it's not like the picture they used last week or you know three weeks well, ago because you you know
0: you know what's up see that's the thing because okay, you don't have to, to check up on them per se, but now you have the time to do that though. You have the time to go in and look at the logs of the pictures and to, you know, look for out of scope, look for extra opportunities, look for other ways to make money. But no, Um, it's
1: not like you're looking at the pictures like, man, are they, are they treating me here? You're you're looking at it to Mm -hmm. to make money for them and you guys. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can see it, you know, but before it was like, you weren't even looking at that. You were looking at like, you know, Hey, you know, is this picture like from, from a GPS, you know, like from Google maps, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no, for sure, man. Cause you're, you're, you're sitting there trying to like match up. Okay. Is that the same car? You know, like <laughs> exactly. is the wind, is the wind blowing the same direction on this tree? You know, like stuff like that. Yeah. I remember doing that
1: oh no it's crazy man i'm like and like i said man no 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 one wants to (laughs) micromatter no one wants to babysit as long as everyone's doing their job and you're commuting and you communicate when you have to i mean it'll be great for both sides but like i said man for for a lot of people it's pricing customer service too man i mean there's places out there that the person that's answering the phone especially at a call center they're not the friendliest or most informed person. <laughs> Basically, dude.
0: <laughs> what do you, want? Who yeah. are you trying to? Who are you, who are you trying to talk to? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah, no. I. But one of the things, though, that's weird about the relationship between a management company and a provider is that... Okay, so because of the subcontracted agreement, the... Management company is now the client, mm-hmm. you know, and then that subcontracted service provider is you know, still, that's the service provider. And so I think sometimes on, um, the management company end, maybe, you know, people are, I don't know, a little bit too forward with, Maybe that mindset of I'm the customer, um, because on the flip of that, you know, the person you're talking to is likely a business owner, and you know, maybe been around for you know, been in the industry, been doing that job, been working, you know, been building that company, you know, for far more years than what you have sitting in that chair in that desk, um, and you know, there 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 is a, a delta between. Um, just that communication that exists there. I mean, it's, it's tough on both sides. Um, and you know, I, I liken it to kind of like a military example. So in the military, you have two sets of ranks, um, two rank structures. So you have non-commissioned and commissioned. And so, you know, if you, if, if you join the military off the street, um, without any, you know, formal education, you know, you're going to automatically be, pushed into the enlisted side where you're, where, where you'll become a private. Okay. But if you join the military and you have a four year degree from a college, you're going to join and you're going to be an officer. You're going to start off as a Lieutenant. And, but what happens and then, and then, you know, like as you know, both of these examples, you know, grow in their career, you know, that enlisted guy, he might get a college degree. and, And at which point he could, you know, do a transfer over and be commissioned or, you know, he doesn't have to, you can stay that path because chances are he'll get promoted anyway. And like the money's still there eventually. And so then you get to like the, the higher ranks of, um, you know, the, the non-commissioned side, uh, like Sergeant major and first Sergeant and stuff like that. And I mean, like these guys, like, you know, they make good money, but you know, they're, they're older guys. Like they've been in them for, you know, 20 years, you know, and, or 15 years and, yeah, and they've you know seen a lot. They they deal directly with the troops. They deal directly with you know the field exercises. They, um, you know, those are the, you know, like the, the the tougher looking military guys you usually see, um, belong in that category, and but just the way that the army breaks down is, um, you know, so if you look at like a company, so that'd be you know roughly, um. Let think two, two, to 300 soldiers in a company. So at the top of that company, leading that company is going to be a captain, which is a commanding officer. And so that's going to be your third officer rank. So someone who is fairly young, who has a college degree and a little bit of military experience. Then you have a first sergeant for that company, which is a non-commissioned officer. That's probably been in for, you know, twelve years plus, you know, probably more like, you know, fifteen or twenty. You know, which he's gonna obviously there that person's obviously gonna be older and, you know, greatly more experienced within that within military than that um that officer is. But there's always a lot of tension between those two positions because of the gap in age, because of the gap in experience, because the gap in the way of life and you know i i kind of see that along with that back and forth between you know your um your management company again you know you, you the person you're talking to is usually younger they might have a college degree you know they they probably don't have but a year or two in on the job being in that position and then your your business owner your provider you know, who's been in for 15 years, who is older, who is more experienced, you know, that's that relationship.
1: Oh, and it, it makes sense. I mean, and that's that's one the one thing I was going to say is, I mean, these guys, especially if you're a provider. Um, you don't your clients don't really tell you how to do your job. Oh, Like you're no. telling them how you're doing the job mm-hmm. and you're telling them how much you're charging them. Um, That's how, you know, that's how it works with the management company. They're telling you how to do your job and they're telling you how much they're paying. So they're alone. Like you're already like it. That relationship is like, eh, you know, like it's not going to be a great relationship because like I said, most of these owners don't like to be told what to do. Yeah, And I get it, you know, like Mm -hmm. I I wouldn't like to be told to do either, especially as, Hey man, it's my company. I'm not, I'm not going to do what you say, you know, it's my company. You're not my boss.
0: And especially by a person that probably does not have experience, you know, probably doesn't even cut their own grass, you know, and uh, that right there, again, it's, it's funny because instead of them being able to find the common ground of, you know that that office person you know accepting that experience and then on the flip you know that business owner accepting hey like you know this person's just starting out they're trying to learn you know and and maybe trying to help each other in this it, it's it's just a a delta that gets wider and wider yeah
1: it's and it it, it sucks because that that sh- that alone should be you know a good relationship and i feel like when i was in in the management industry um, that's why I had great relationship with my providers because when they try to, you know, strong army and, and be like, you know, this is not how we do things and you don't know what you're talking about. I'd be like, I do know what I'm talking about. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing this since I was nine years old, bro. Like <laughs> I know, I know if not more than you do, you know, like, and I, you know, and then that's when we start talking to be like, oh, you know, you, yeah, dude, I, yeah, I used to work out in the field like that, you know, like that's where I come from. And that so, makes a
0: huge difference.
1: And like then alone, like they relax, you know, I, I never got aggressive. I don't like getting aggressive. I don't like um, I don't like any of that. You know, I don't like confrontation. I'm not a big con- I, don't, I don't I don't you know, I don't like all that. So when someone starts getting, you know, like, you know, starts getting acting up and all that, like, I I stay calm, so then they can stay calm, and then we could talk through it. Mm-hmm. And then that, that's why like, my relationship with my subcontractors, or my providers was pretty good, because I mean, we, we saw eye to eye and I was like, hey, man, like, I'm here to help you, but hey, l- try to help me too, you know, like, let's help each other out because this is how it should be. And usually, I mean, you, you remember, I mean, the Midwest was one of the, our best running operation the company we worked for. And mm-hmm. I mean, it was cool. I was proud of it because, I mean, we were on top of our shit, you know, and we had great providers that did great work as well.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I always found that because you you, you usually tell them, Hey, you know, it's not, it's, this isn't personal it's business. Um, but there's a lot of times though that that person saying that is also the person that, you know, is, is getting loud and putting inflection in their voice and, you know, using abrasive language. Um, Where, uh, what's worked for me has just been, you know, Hey, be very matter of fact, you know, be very matter of fact, speak in a monotone voice, you know, just, I mean, don't let them try to misinterpret anything that you're saying, you know, based on a tone or a a perceived attitude in your voice. Um, you know, if, if it truly is business, just treat it as business. Mm -hmm. And I found that a lot of the times, I mean, again, these guys are business owners, you know, they understand, Hey, if, you know, we got removed from a site this year because of whatever, and we can't have it back next year. Okay. Or if you guys, you know, as a management company, you know, you happen to, um, lose some sites or, you know, your site count got realigned somehow. And now, we don't have the same number of sites we did sucks sure but if it's delivered in in the appropriate way it goes over a lot better and you just
1: gotta explain i mean just let the guys know hey it wasn't on your end it's just financials you know we all know business business i mean we can't have a customer forever Cause that customer is always going to try to find a better deal depending on the customer. I mean, there's probably customers out there that have stuck with management companies that have been doing a biomass job for years, you know, but it doesn't mm-hmm. always happen that way.
0: Yeah. Now. Okay. So based on your interaction with some management companies, cause I'm sure that your company has, has some interactions with them over the years. What in in your opinion would make the relationship would make things better or easier? I mean, good contracts.
1: Like be okay, honest, like honestly, goes along. higher
0: higher paying work or less one sided contracts.
1: So if. What management companies got to understand is all like the trimming, the mulching, the edging, it's all separate services for us providers. There's, we don't really bunch that in, into a contract unless, I mean, unless it's a really, really well paid contract and you, you structure it that way. But I mean, like I said, I run a business where everything's a la carte, like you want edging? Well, I'm going to charge you your the linear footage of edging. You want mulch? I'm going to charge you the yard. You know, it's not like I right, I'm going to give you this contract. You know, it's gonna it's gonna include everything for a a budget price. No, I mean I'm stuff like that for 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 me is is not something that's. In, you can have a low paying contract. So, but let let let's just say it's like mowing, blowing, and trimming, like weed whacking. Um and then everything else is like an extra where they can make a little more money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you, could all day, you know, I mean, I'll accept the contract like that all day, but when it's like, Hey, you have this Lowe's and you have to do the fertilizing, you have to do the mowing, you have to do the trimming of the bushes, the pruning on top of that, all the mowing and the mulches included, like, uh, and on top of that, you have to do garbage pickup. No, nah, you know, like for, you know, a thousand dollars a month. You know, I, I'm, and I'm just making these numbers up. That it's probably not a, it could be realistic number. You can't, I mean, I don't, I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, well, it's funny cause you know, like the, the big box stores, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm a fat guy, but you know, like walking around the exterior of one of these stores, the way you would have to, if you were doing that scope of work, the way it was written. I mean to do it, to, to walk all of that in an hour. I mean, to me, like I would think it would take maybe about that again, like to walk it the way you would, if you were doing the job, right? Then you add on, you're not just walking, you're doing work. So now you're at an hour plus of being on that site. And I, I, cause To me, one of the things that needs to be a little bit more transparent is when you're selling work, you need to understand who's performing the work and, you know, selling two or three big boxes to a guy that's just a solopreneur and it's just him, it's going to be tough for him to stay on top of those And to manage whatever else he has going on. And at that point, that guy is probably, you know, I don't know, maybe maybe he doesn't make as much money there because he can't get it done in the time that a three or four man crew can get it done. You know, so he's losing maybe, you know, half a day on each one of these stores that he does. But that needs to be something that is, you know, properly vetted by a management company to identify that and, and and to just, and and not destroy the relationship at that moment and throw him out the door, but to have a real conversation and say, Hey, look, you know, we like you, we like you on the, on the small box stuff that we have, but you know, you need more people like we have to have a crew doing this work because that's the other thing too. People don't consider is, if you are one of these big boxes and it's just one person doing it and they're there all day, do you really want a landscape company that takes all day to do your site? That means your customers are having to deal with that all day. Your employees are having to deal with it all day. We don't want that.
1: Well, I mean, I don't think there's a contract out there that pays for a company to be there all day. It just, number wise, it doesn't make sense.
0: Right, but what I'm saying is, if it's just one person doing the job, no, yeah, it's going to take them all day to do it the right oh, way. Yeah, because no, I, mean, I, also... I completely agree. Most of these contracts aren't paying well enough to be out there for a full hour, let alone any also, more time than that.
1: Also, I mean, I mean, I when I worked when we when I was in management industry, um, I was honest, man. I was honest. I never hid anything. I mean when we were doing the 7 I mean, the guy, I would tell the, the the provider, like, hey, man, like, this is a very strict contract. 7-Elevens on it, like, it's a $125 back charge if you don't go. Like, that was my first thing. And I, and, you know, I, I lost a lot of providers because of that. But mm-hmm. I was always honest about it, man. I never lied about it. Like, I wanted these guys to know, like, hey, you're getting paid, like, $50 each time you go. And if you don't go one time, that's $125. It does. I know the math doesn't add up, but that's just how mm-hmm. the contract is, is structured, you know? So please, if you're going to take this contract, consider that before anything. And most of the guys are like, oh, you know, that that's fine. And a lot of my guys out here in Chicago were, you know, like, and, and there was a lot of Hispanic people because, I mean, that's that's what I looked for. I, and not, not for any specific reason, but, you know, I know these guys, you know, are hungry and, and they would take anything, but. You know, I was always honest with everything. Like, hey, man, this is how it works. You got to use the app. If you don't use it, you know, that that's where a relationship goes wrong. And most of these guys, I mean, almost all these guys were always paid on time, and you know, they were happy. So yeah. I had great providers and great, uh, happy customers, dude. So it was it was awesome.
0: Yeah, I mean, if if you're a provider, if you're doing your job. You're you're fulfilling the requirements they've set forward for uh, of you, and I mean, which you know might include use of an app, um, might include a schedule of services or a scope of work. I mean, if but if you're doing everything that they tell you to do, most of the time, I would argue the vast majority of the time, that there's no hold up in pay. No, and it, it's only when. You know things get complicated when um, things aren't being done the right way, and that's again, and 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 in my experience, I think in your experience too, Carlos, like that's what muddies the waters. One hundred percent. Um, and that's the biggest the biggest problem going. I think.
1: And, you mean these guys cut corners? I mean we. Not I'm not gonna say we all cut corners, but everyone in any industry there's a corner that could be cut to make things a little easier. And speaking you of know, cutting some
0: corners. Of... Remember the guy I can't remember what company and I I won't say it, but um even I even if I did remember, but um he had a seven eleven for you and he was literally only like cutting half the property. And so there was like one side of the property that he would take pictures of and like, he was hitting it every week and the grass was short and it was trimmed and it looked good and the trash was picked up. And then, but then like later we got like notice from the customer, I think they were getting fined from the city or something because like a portion of their property hadn't been touched. And so like on that side like the, the grass is all yellow and it's like knee high and everything like that. And it just cracked me because when you, when you looked at the entire picture of the store, it was like, how does this guy not know that's part of it? Um, but yeah, no, I mean, cutting corners, that's something too, man. I mean, you know, if, if you don't want to go up back out to the same site, um, twice in one week, you know, don't, don't cut corners. I mean, there's,
1: there's, there's corners you could cut with still doing the work, but, Let's say you use, for ex- I'll use an example, a pre-emergent in your landscape beds. That's that's not included in the scope of work. It's not the most expensive thing you could, and for pre-emergent, I mean, someone who is not familiar with it, it's like a preen that you buy at Home Depot, you put in your beds. It prevents it prevents the seeds from germinating, less weeds. That's what it's used. Use it if you don't use it, it's a great product. But um, like that, that's something that in the landscape side doesn't cost you a lot the money the time you save is the money you're spending on this product so for me i use preen on my landscape beds and that saved me you know a bunch of hours in a month you know from going to the pulling weeds through the the beds or spraying roundup um and i'm i want to say preen might be a little cheaper than roundup it could be wrong. It could be more expensive in your state or wherever you guys are listening to. It. But I think here it might be a little cheaper by a couple of dollars. But I mean, the time and that it saves you. I mean, that's a corner that I did. That's a corner that I cut to get, you know, in and out of that property quicker. But I mean, it, like I said, it, it's a corner that is not like I'm not picking weeds. No, I'm just preventing them from popping up. And it gives me time to to get there whenever I had time, mm-hmm. then, you know, I just go around and spray or pick, you know, but it's, it's little stuff
0: like that. Oh yeah. No, I, I completely agree. And I don't blame you one bit. I mean, especially some of these sites that have you know like 30 or 40 mulch beds, um, that can turn into a nightmare scenario if you're not doing the right thing and, um, trying to prevent the growth of those weeds. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've been to sites like that before where it is that nightmare scenario where every bed is overgrown. it's like, where do you even start?
1: And then like another thing that when working in the management side, I figured is when, when the, like your company acquire, like not acquires, but, uh, gets a new contract. Let's say it's a seven 11. Not all the site maps you get are correct. Um, I know I had a couple of seven 11s that had a piece of property that didn't look like it was on the site and the guys were missing it. Um, with a bank. I forget which what, what bank we had at that time. There was a bank with one of my guys, the manager told him there was a, a parking lot mm-hmm. up the street. I remember and that. And dude, bank. you yep. there, there's there's you yep. know like you look at the map, you're never gonna guess it's there. Like it's yeah, no. it's in the city and it's it's mm-hmm. like not, I mean, it's half a block down from the bank yeah. and that was an employee parking lot. You would mm-hmm. never know that was part Mm-mm. of it unless you drove by and it says, I think it was city. It was a city bank. I don't remember. I forget. City. yeah. But it, yep. it said the name of the city. bank and it said it was an employee parking lot. And I mean, when you're driving there, it's clear as day. But I mean, if you're looking at a map, you would never know. You would mm-hmm. think it's like another businesses because it's like down the street.
0: So yeah, I remember we had like that, that with uh, with post offices, too. We had a couple of yeah. post offices up there in Chicago that. Had that same sort of thing where again, looking at the overhead, it would never make sense. But like you said, like a block away, was another lot that you were somehow responsible for. Yeah, no. And, and you know, the worst time to find that out is when the grass is knee high or when there's you know a foot of snow on there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Hard pack, and, you know, it's horrible.
1: <laughs> so yeah. I mean, are, 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 I mean, management companies are they, are they bad? No do they suck to work with? Yes, sometimes some of them do. I mean, there's a bunch. I mean, we could sit here and name and, you know, categorize them and whatnot, but we're not here to do that. I mean, they all had their other, it's, it's a plus. Each one of them has a plus and everyone, I mean, as a provider would find the one they're comfortable working
0: with. Yeah, for sure. Um, So then let's see. If gonna have to edit this because so i i had something perfect to say a fucking follow-up question but i can't remember what the fuck it was but
1: they they're for me a management company was helpful when i wanted to fill my route i call it i would call it a route filler so let's say you know you're looking to add something and there's a gas station right next door to something or there's a post office or there's a home depot right next door to a house you do or something like that that's you know it's not bad if, if the price isn't all there but you have time to do it and it fits in your route and you know all is well in the company i mean because the management company will vet you you also got to vet the management company and a provider side go through google you know read the read the comments from other providers and and then ask questions man be straight up ask the guy you're working or your coin of contact hey man like why does google say you're so shitty to work with you know and then they'll tell you, hey man, all you gotta do is use the app, like because most of the guys that are leaving the comments aren't saying like, hey man, I, I missed the app one time where I, I didn't go to a Seven Eleven, they charged me one hundred twenty, mm-hmm. they bag charged me one hundred twenty five dollars, you know? It's stuff like that, you know. I mean, both sides are gonna vet each other. You just gotta ask questions, inform yourself, go through the scope of work, break it down, and like I said, if that management company fits with you and you guys know you're gonna have a good relationship, but right? you know I mean that's that's where they're good for, you know. But everyone has to do their homework on both ends i think yeah you
0: know i i don't think that companies are out there um to maliciously you know go after um these providers and make life hard on them i I think a lot of it is misunderstanding um and you know how, how many guys out there uh how many provider companies don't read the scope of work um or you know don't read the master service agreement and okay. don't become familiar with, with this type of stuff. Um, and again, you know, if, if the first time you're finding out about something, you know, is in a, you know, a particularly stressful time, um, yeah, I mean, like that's always like the worst time to, to find out. So, you know, when you are, like you said, I mean, ask questions, but, you know, really do your due diligence to mm-hmm. go over the forms Um, You know, visit the site beforehand because most often, especially when they're new contracts, um, you know, usually they're not maintenance ready. Um, And so getting out there to get eyes on them and understand, hey, a a cleanup might be needed Um, or or something like that. You know, I mean, you need to need to be aware of this before you sign that contract, Um, because, you know, most often when you sign that contract, it's too late. Um, you know, time for negotiating is past.
1: I had a lot of providers. Um, when we got to the Seven Eleven contract, especially new stores, when we get new stores in the Chicagoland area, man, like the guys would get there. I and and I was straight up with my provider. I'd be like, "Hey, man, like I don't know how the store looks like. Like we just got it. It might have been for a reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that reason is. Go check it out. Let me know how it looks like. Take some pictures. And then they, you know, they come back and be like, "Yo, man, it looks like." it looks like run it look like it's been run down like it's gonna yeah. need a cleanup so then we throw a cleanup in you know like mm-hmm. before you know we got anything we we signed anything i got approved the cleanup they're like all right cool you know and then we signed the contract and you know they'd have it for the year but they knew that they were able to get that cleanup done so the store was up to par to so they can continue their services every week
0: yeah yeah Yeah. And, and, you know, something, you know, with the management company side of things that needs to be done more often is, you know, I mean, that you, you have to have the balls to to stand up to your customer from time to time Mm -hmm. and to tell them, Hey, you know, this isn't maintenance ready. Hey, you know, I mean, we, there is a problem, you know, raise your hand and, you know, get the stuff out there because, you know, I've seen it in a bunch of different places, um, you know, just always bowing down to, to the customer and, and never standing up for yourself, or your providers. And, um, that's no way to do business. You know I mean? If you're, you're not going to make the money you want, you're not going to have the, the, the partnerships and the relationships that you want to have. Um, it, it can't be one-sided. It has to be a two-way street. Um, you got to have a two-way, two-way street with your customer, to be able to make a two-way street with your provider
1: and i mean those in the management company you'd be surprised um what your customer approves i mean i i keep talking about 7-eleven a lot because that's i mean out where i was that was my biggest um client and i mean when we got new 7-elevens like they'd look like crap and and we'd try to get it rubbed to par but You know, there was times where we'd be like, man, you know, we think they're going to approve this. And we just shoot it at them, you know, at the price that the provider gave us. And, you know, to our surprise, we'd we'd get it approved. And, you know, and it was like, I don't know, I want to say like 70% chance, like approval rate that they had. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't bad, you know, especially if we were honest. Like, oh, man, we'd show them the pictures, but this is what the site looks like. And Mm -hmm. they'd approve it, you know. So, don't you know, don't be afraid of your customers, like Levi said, you know, just... Be honest on both ends. And yeah. I mean, it'll be a great working relationship straight up. I mean, there's no need to lie. I remember, <laughs> I remember we'd be sitting in, in meetings with in video meetings with customers and like our bosses would be like, oh, you know, this, this is going on. This is going to happen at this time. And you're sitting there like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what, what, you know, like, what, what is this going to happen? Cause you know, it's not, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and you know i i just don't get it for the life of me i mean i i just don't understand why there's so much pressure on over promising um i, it just I, brings I more don't stress. get that
1: it's it's a lot more stress for everyone underneath you you know like you lie and, and you're the boss of everyone else like it's just stress for everyone because now, on top of everything they're dealing with, like, oh shit, now I gotta, I gotta worry about this because mm-hmm. now we have a, a, you know, a date we have to have this done by, yep. and you know, maybe it's a good thing to light a fire under employees' asses, but in the management world, it's, it's, I mean, if there's a lot of fires going on under your ass, you know, you don't need <laughs> one more.
0: <laughs> no, you don't. No, and, and you know, I don't think that because most of the time, the overpromising still comes at the expense of the provider, you know, it, it still is mm-hmm. something extra they're going to have to do for probably not any more money. Um, and to me, you know, you shouldn't force yourself into that position if it's not needed. Um, that, that shouldn't be like a standard operating procedure of, you know, we're going to stick our neck out, um, for this, you know, crazy miraculous thing to happen. And then when the provider says, yeah, I'm not doing that now you're really screwed because now it's a, well, Hey, is this, you know, some sort of a, um, contract issue with the, you know, with the provider? Um, no, it's, you know, you agreed to something from the customer that we just can't make happen. Um, but no, I mean, people, if you can foster a way of doing business, similarly to how it is done from a customer to a management company and replicate it from a management company to a provider. That's going to be the the best case scenario for everybody that's involved.
1: And and don't be afraid to dump a customer either. I mean, mm-hmm. I remember there was, and I, I don't know, you could edit this out, but when we, when we had driven as as a client dude oh that was the worst the worst that lady i don't even remember her name i don't want to remember her name she was the worst to deal with like it was just she was she'd nitpick at every price and say she could find it cheaper elsewhere like really Mm -hmm. you don't even know anything about landscape like you know it's just and, and 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 the provider side too like management companies so at least some management companies i mean is the pricing poor yeah but it's not it's not on their end they they just picked up a client and the client's like hey this is the, this is the price i'm going to give you just like they're doing mm-hmm. to you you know some of them is it's like that you know they, and they and they you know for some reason they still take it just like some of us still take it you know from them so i mean don't it's not all on the management company i mean some of these clients are the worst, the cheapest, and, you know, I get it, you know, they're nationwide, you know, companies that, I mean, have to deal with some, so much, and they have a budget, so, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's just an effect that comes from all the way from the top, and it, unfortunately, it fucks with everyone on the way down, that's just how it is.
0: It does, yeah, and good point, I mean, it's not always you know, the fault of a management company when it comes to stuff. I mean, you know, customers are, you know, they, they definitely have their, uh, their guilt in this too. Um, and, and again, you know, I mean some of it's just, you know, some sometimes it's situational and something situational can get blown way out of proportion. Um, and, but you know, looking at the entire, you know, entire portfolio it could be a different story. Um, but the yeah, you're right, like the worst type of customer to deal with though is the one that um, wants to tell you about your job without ever having done it and having no real an un- understanding of how any of it works it's just it's
1: it like it would just get under my skin when customers would do that like obviously, we all know we can probably get mulch for $20 a yard, right? Maybe possibly. I mean, up here, it's closer to 30. But I mean, th- that's just buying it. That's not putting the price mm-hmm. of putting it down, you know, getting it delivered, like, come on, like, we come on, like, you know, like, and that's what I would sit there, and be like, really? You can't pay $10 more because you can get it for 20? Like, you don't want to pay 30? Like, <laughs> Yeah. You live in the South, like this, this store is like in, in, in North part of the, in the Midwest, you know, like it, obviously the pricing would be different. What do you, what do you want? Yep. That's what You're I'm not. saying, but like, don't be afraid to drive. I mean, customer, you don't, no one wants a customer like that. You know, their stores look like mm-hmm. shit for a reason and it's because there's management companies that can't work You know, there's no one that could work with them.
0: Well, and, and it's the reason that they, they have a revolving provider. Um, because, as, as you said earlier, you know the the good partnerships, good relationships, those last. You know, um, the ones that have to flip it every year. Uh, there, there's an issue there. Not necessarily the same issue every time, but there is an issue there. There's is always a backstory as to why there is that constant, um, constant rotation.
1: And it might not even be like. The actual brand itself it might just be that person in charge of that section of that you know of that brand like i said that that driven one that lady was tough man she was tough
0: that she was i do remember that that was <laughs> had a lot of late nights and a lot of uh Dude, extra I, I, shifts
1: i think there was just because oh. of that one time we were working on a project for her and I was up till midnight and to this it was a few times up, my yep. girlfriend wouldn't won't let me live that down yeah
0: <laughs> no it was yeah I mean
1: and and I think we might have been st- we all stayed up like we were just still like no, talking yeah. like you know trying to get yep. stuff done it was crazy
0: yeah no it, it for sure was I remember that and yeah I think it happened a couple more times too because that wasn't our that wasn't our only one um Which, hey, man, you know, I mean, it's, it's working. We're not afraid of it. We'll get it done, but still, you know, there's, um, needs to be limits on how, on how that's handled, but all right. So we are just over our hour mark here. Um, we don't have too many hour long episodes on the industry. Most of them are, I don't know, 40 to 50 ish, 55 minutes. Um, But we had a lot to talk about today. Um, So, but we are going to go ahead and start to wrap things up here. Um, So let's see. Um, If you want to come to a snow fighters Institute event, I recommend checking out either the operational form um, that is going to be in August I believe and then there is another one due in September Um, so one is in Brighton Michigan and then the other is I believe up in um, Pennsylvania Um, maybe Ben Salem so but to learn about all of their um, events and all the things they offer because they don't just offer the in-person training events they also have online training um as well as some uh some sales coaching from Neil Glatt um but yeah check them out at snowfightersinstitute.com also if you are going to be in attendance at the Simus symposium this year in Hartford, Connecticut their 26th annual show uh I will be there I believe it's going to be the Wednesday of that week um, to do some talking on, uh, mock storms and really excited to, uh, to be there. Um, going to be a, going to be a long pre- two and a half hour presentation for me. Come on, man. Come Good on, work, man. man. Okay. Yeah. 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 So we'll see how that goes. Okay. Um,
1: Whoever wants to sponsor my trip. To, to go out to that event. I mean, I would <laughs> greatly appreciate <laughs> Yes. I'm just kidding. Yes. I wouldn't have time to go, but it'd be great.
0: Yeah. No, no. Um, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, we still got some time to figure that out. Who knows? We might get a sponsor for you.
1: <laughs>
0: um, but yeah. So anyway, um, that is about it. I guess, Carlos, you got anything else for this week?
1: Oh, man, just everyone stay hustling. Be smart. Make make smart decisions. That's it.
0: You heard it from Carlos. Until next time, we'll see you. Thanks for listening to The Industry, a show built by the working class for the working class. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. While you're at it,
1: help us spread the word by leaving a rating and review.